Here's what's coming up on today's show. Usually October, about two weeks before the midterm election, you'll see things start to be less volatile, maybe bottom out. And usually the last two months of the year in a midterm election are very good. And that's kind of what, I don't know, that might be what goes on. We'll see. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And uh, joining me today, pulling away from his desk again, <laughs> uh, Keith Lockwood, our Chief Investment Officer. Keith, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I bet Keith is going to be uh, ready for the market volatility end because uh, he's been frequenting the podcast uh, a lot here lately. So, But today we're going to uh, talk about, uh, kind of break it down into two segments, really talk about and highlight the uh, market volatility, what we're seeing as current as today, which is uh, Monday, September 19th. So a lot of the data that we'll talk about will be as of today um, as to what we've seen more recently, Keith, we don't have to go all the way back to the beginning of the year, but as of recent with the market volatility, part two, we'll talk kind of about what we're expecting um, down the line here. So without further ado, let's start the questions. You ready? Yeah, sure. So, so I guess, uh, you know, just even today, really, the, the, the volatility today alone, what's what's really um, uh, per, uh, causing this, I guess, longstanding persistence of, uh, you know, market volatility and, you know, the, the general trend over the past couple of weeks has been kind of in the downward direction. So what's kind of the driving factors behind that? Well, unknown. I mean, that's always the, the driving factor is yeah. the market doesn't like unknowns and we're going into, you know, a Fed meeting. So no one's going to, that's why you see today we're, we're basically flat, but you've seen kind of swings to the positive, the negative. We opened up you know at the bottom and traded off that which is actually a good sign because basically all the sellers got out in the morning okay um but you're not going to see big buyers come in ahead of a fed decision announcement which no matter what type of period we're in that never happens yeah um and you had uh, you had options expiration on friday um which usually is never a good thing in a down tape sure which what we're in so that kind of just exasperates everything so um but you know we're waiting on the fed you get companies coming out giving bad guidance you got companies coming out giving good guidance so mm-hmm. it's like where are we what's going on like what you know it's a um, head scratcher isn't it? right and you look at the technicals and you know just the numbers wise 3900 was uh was a key level that we broke through last week which then you kind of just kind of say hold on because 3600 3650 is the next support level um which is back to our june lows right correct about 3, yeah, yeah about 3650 yes yeah. back to the year to the the, the the lows of the year. year yeah um but that being said if you look at the, the treasury the the 10 year once we get above three five it's kind of been a a floor for the stock market i know that's kind of <laughs> you're like what, what do they have to do yeah. with each other but um once we get above that three five level on the 10 year it's kind of been okay that's the that's a kind of a floor for for the stock market and the s p and we kind of saw that this morning right i mean we, bro- we broke three five this morning and then we kind of bounced off of it, mm-hmm. you know, right around that flat area. So um, that's kind of what we're looking at, you know, and it's kind of, you know, FedEx 
came out and had bad news. They're sure. usually a, here's what's going on in the economy, you know, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but you got to remember, they are also probably one of the biggest beneficiaries of the pandemic. Sure. Right? I mean, <laughs> ship, shipping companies, there really wasn't a bigger beneficiary. Maybe Peloton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Or DocuSign <laughs> or you know, Zoom or somebody yeah. like that. But, um, you know, big balance sheet quality companies. Like, right. So, yeah, their numbers probably Teleports, aren't going to be good. Yeah. They're probably going to. It look real bad. So it's not a, a pure indicator of a global recession like these are probably really saying. Right, right. right. Um, global recession, you know, as of now, we have a lot worse numbers and earnings expectations were already starting to be down yeah. significantly, not the little bit that they, that they are. So, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, if you look at real numbers, right, with – Two-year treasury over 4%, and this is kind of a, a gauge out there. It's not widely used, but I, I like to use it when you look at valuation, yeah. right? You know, I said back when interest rates were really low, you know, people were saying, well, we're at a 20-something PE. We're over, well, you're not overvalued because interest rates are at, you know, comparatively the, the, speaking, to 2% or lower, you know, that's, that's not overvalued. But now... You know, interest rates at 4%, look at the two-year over 4%, like that's going to say, well, the higher number is more of a value than normal, right? So yeah. that's going to say the S&P should be at about a, you know, a 14 multiple, price-to-earnings sure. multiple, right? If you look at just the S&P 500, we're at about a 16 multiple. But if you break that out to equal weight S&P, because mm-hmm. remember the S&P is weighted to sure. – the biggest companies have more weight, you know, on the yeah. S&P. And I believe we talked about that in previous, maybe as a market update, or we talked about that in the past. Yeah, back when that, the, in the pandemic, yeah. remember when, you know, the top five companies dominated yeah. the return. Absolutely. Um, so if we just look at equal weight, so we look all 500 companies as equal weighted, we're actually at 14.1. So we're right at that that mm-hmm. number. Now, the, the you look at that on the downside, and you look at the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ's still up about a 21, 22, mm-hmm. which is high for pre-pandemic levels. So that's what you know, you're seeing on the tech side. Okay, maybe we need to have more to go on that side, on the growth tech names, where maybe those value-oriented, most of the S&P is oversold. Yeah. You know, so... We're, we're kind of seeing some more oversold conditions at this point, um, more so than we did two weeks ago. Sure. Where do you uh, fall in the camp? I mean, I know I was listening to the other day. I think they had, um, was it the Barry, Barry uh, Sternlicht on the uh, on TV? They're interviewing him about asking about rates. And, you know, he's a believer. He's a billionaire. You know, if you don't know him, he's uh, what is he, he runs a, the, uh, a big fund company. And also, uh, I think is it the... Starwood or there's some hotel chain, yeah, right? Big, yeah. So, in any case, he he came out and said that Fed should stop or stop raising rates well, immediately, right? The, the, there's a couple people, Gunlack, who's a bond, who's a who's a bond guy, uh, Jeffrey Gunlack, and uh, mm-hmm. he runs Double Line Star, Double Line, and uh, not really a fan, but L O L Arian and Allianz, yeah, right? Is he at Allianz now? Yep. Um, they've both said this enough. raise a quarter point this time and enough because you're going to create disinflation or deflation. 
uh, you're going to go, and the Fed always does, they go too far, mm-hmm. too quickly on both ends of it. Um, that, that I mean, that's kind of thing if you look at FedEx, yeah. right? FedEx is showing what, what you're doing is working. Yeah. So stop. Clearly. You know, the, the demand has ceased. Yeah. And I think his point, too, he said, ask Walmart. You know, ask some of the, right. the people that own real estate rent. You know, it's not as, as good as what, or, or the, the information isn't as what they're, putting out there right i mean costco's ceo came out and said listen inflation our prices aren't going up or what we're having Mm -hmm. to buy is not going up it's already gone up we're kind of that that flat stage right so and if you look at the the two-year is usually an indication what the fed's going to do two-year bond Mm -hmm. uh, treasury bond pretty much where it's at yeah right i mean it's 4.1 it you know and we may stay higher for longer but it's probably not going to get much higher than where we're at. And yeah, so you got that on one end of the spectrum and the other end you got, I think I've heard today they're calling for 125 to 200 basis point rate hikes. So, so where do you fall in this? And, you know, do you favor more in the side of, okay, that enough's enough, um, raise them one more time, call it a day or, um, you know, keep on, I guess on track and what the market's really pricing in right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll do 75 this week. And then maybe one more 25 at most. I, I just think you're going to completely wreck the economy more than you wanted. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to force that. And, you know, everybody looks at the CPI number. The Fed doesn't look at the CPI number. If you actually look at what the Fed looks at, which is a, the PCE number, yeah. which doesn't come out till the end of the month. But if you could extrapolate some of the stuff out of the CPI, the PCE really didn't it is, is way down. Yeah. And CPI is backwards looking as well. It's not a forward looking indicator. Right. And and the things that were driving that take time to, you know, I guess recover uh, or have an effect. Rent's the biggest one. Yeah. Even like your gas prices, just because that comes down, you know, there doesn't mean everything's going to snowball immediately. Or, you know, we've talked about in the past supply chain issues and, you know, know, China's still shutting shutting down when they have an outbreak of COVID. So everything isn't running as efficient as it was. Um, pre-COVID still at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think rent's 40% of the CPI. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's a huge. that's a slow <laughs> yeah. thing to turn back around. Right. It's slow going up. It's slow on the other end. Yeah. So, so I mean, where do they go from there? You know, raise them um, once, twice, and then just kind of let it. Probably hold let tight. It, yeah. Don't, you don't have to come. I mean, because that's what they've done in the past, right? They raise, raise, raise too high, and then they immediately start coming down. Right. So why not just let them let them stay where they are for a quarter or so? Yeah, and 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 I'm not in the camp that always gets on the Fed. Their job is extremely difficult, <laughs> especially with the current, you know, our current government and well, the last two governments we've had. Right? I mean, monetary and fiscal policy have not matched up. Yeah, one bit and. You know, everything's put on the Fed to try to change things. And you just got all, every congressperson yelling at them, telling them they didn't do their <laughs> job instead of looking in the mirror. So, right. um, you know, so it, it's not an easy not task easy. by any means. Um, but I think you got probably 75 now and maybe a 25 at the next one and then just hold Pat for a while. Yeah. And, and so where where else, I mean, aside from the Feds, I mean, we have the election too coming up. So, I mean, is that... Causing some, you know, a little turmoil in the markets and too. History tells you it does cause volatility. Well, one September and October are the worst months. Yeah. Anyway, oh, <laughs> if you in history, yeah. um, and then 
they're also very volatile heading into a midterm election historically. Sure. Um, so that's what you're seeing. Usually the October, about two weeks before the midterm election, you'll see things start to be less volatile, maybe bottom out. And usually the last two months of the year in a yeah. midterm election are very good. And that's kind of what, I don't know, that might be what goes on. We'll see. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that more next time, I guess, as to what you know we're looking at down the road here the rest of the year. And <clears throat> obviously, you know, re- recording this in the middle of September, um, there's still a lot of year left. And, yeah. and you know, it, it, as quickly as the markets are moving, we just don't know. So, um, you know, Keith, we'll wrap this one up. We'll uh, you know uh, come back here in, in a second and talk part two about really what's to come. What are we looking at? What are some signs that we're looking for? Um, and, and really, where do where do people put some money to work? You know, where are we where are we looking for uh, opportunities within the market, and um, kind of pick your brain on that st- on that topic. So, if you have questions for us, um, you can always reach out to our office here at three three zero four seven three one zero six zero, or you can go to our website at www.bashrock-fg.com, and you can submit any questions there or inquire. Give us a phone call. Um, be happy to talk to you and answer any questions you might have. So. Keith, thanks for uh, part one. We'll uh, come right back here and see you in part two. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or a guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.